Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, the spring runoff forecast says last week's snowstorm made a big difference in the outlook. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative, McDougall Auctioneers, for guaranteed results online at mcdougallauction.com. Last week's heavy snowfall has raised projections for a near-normal to normal spring runoff across most of Saskatchewan. Patrick Boyle with the Water Security Agency says the one exception for below-normal runoff is a band stretching southeast from Kindersley through Swift Current and Moose Jaw and down to Estevan. That marsh snowfall has sort of bumped up, um, moving from that well below normal, below normal area in some spots and pushing it up to near normal um, uh, in, in certain portions of Saskatchewan. And we had those below normal uh, moisture conditions in the southern part of the province that freeze up and low snowfall for the early part of winter. And then we were looking at that really below normal across the province in February. And that major snow event in the early part of March here brought about 20 to 45 centimeters of snow to many of those areas and bringing that snowpack up to, to near or above normal levels in a lot of cases. So we're kind of, of seeing a, a improvement in the forecast in, in a lot of respects. And there's still a band of below normal from about Kindersley on through around to uh, the southeast touching uh, the edge of Estevan there. But for the most part, it's, it's changed uh, with that major snow event. So the early March snowfall means normal runoff for North Battleford, Saskatoon, Regina and Yorkton? Yep, correct. And, you know, we're going to see, uh, there, there's, a, there's a few pockets of above normal, uh, one in Buffalo Narrows and around that area up in the uh, northwest, and then in the northeast to kind of Nippon, Melford, Hudson Bay, um, almost touching out to Prince Albert above normal. But we're not expecting any flooding issues in those regions. And then also a pocket in the southwest uh, where they saw some, some major snow there area. But the rest of the province really moving into that near normal category. So that's, uh, that's uh, relatively positive news, especially for producers and this amount of uh, precipitation for uh, soil uh, subsoil conditions but you see spring moisture additional spring moisture may be necessary well, you know, we're, we're looking at it right now, and, and as we found out, uh, early part of March, uh, one one weather event can change the picture pretty quickly. So um, we're going to be watching the and doing some snow surveys here uh, right away, checking out what water content is in that snow and seeing how it's going to react to the landscape and what uh, probably you see a lot of absorption just based on the, the soil conditions going into winter here. But uh, from our perspective, we're going to looking at that and then any rainfall events uh, in April here during once uh, spring milk uh, gets started and and with uh, warmer temperatures we're starting to see a little bit of activity in the southwest already so kind of uh, things are getting underway as far as the melt. And how will all the major water supply reservoirs with the supplies be? You know, we're looking at pretty adequate supplies in 2018 and um, uh, a lot of that's due to the previous high runoff and, and careful water management uh, of those supplies and you know we're going to focus on maximizing the storage um, at most lakes and reservoirs that we can in 2018 and, and look at that and, and still be talking to uh, communities in some of those areas where it is below normal ensuring there is adequate uh, supply and then also looking at uh, any of those agricultural impacts if there is a, a water supply shortage in, in uh, any of uh, uh, those areas. Uh, but for the most part, this, this last snowfall really helped to uh, increase the, and improve the outlook. How do flows look on the Saskatchewan River system? <clears throat> on the Saskatchewan River system for us, you know, we're, we're, we're anticipated to be uh, above average and uh, look, look fairly strong flows and, and probably be above average snowpack throughout the eastern slopes of the Rockies. So, you know, we're, we're, we're going to see a, a fairly significant melt come down there. So, 
not expecting any any issues from from that perspective outside of any uh, major rainfall event. Patrick Boyle is with the Saskatchewan Water Security Agency. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. The Canola Council of Canada has announced a wide-ranging review of the canola industry. Canola Council President Jim Everson says the review is being undertaken to help ensure the industry's continued growth and profitability. There's a lot of changes in the industry. You've, you've certainly aware of all the mergers and acquisitions taking place uh, largely in the life science companies, uh, uh, but there's always uh, changes going on that that front across uh, across the industry. And then, you know, changing cropping patterns in Western Canada and, and, and uh, you know, different uh, combination of, of margins and crop patterns and so on. And so the industry, uh, the board is really looking at, um, you know, how, how can the Canola Council perhaps adjust or evolve to make sure that we are addressing the priorities the industry has with those evolving changes taking place? So it's a review to just look at, you know, kind of what are the priorities, where are we um, putting the most of our resources, both our kind of spending and our human resources in an effort to achieve results for the canola industry. As part of the review, five task force groups have been established. And they really reflect the, the pillars of activity that the Canola Council's been known for. So, you know, the work that we do with government on market access issues and just the straight uh, advocacy on behalf of the industry would be one area. And then market development, you know, the work that we do in promoting canola in international markets. Crop production and innovation, uh, we play a significant role at the Canola Council in, in, in transferring knowledge about uh, best management practices. And, and disease mitigation and that sort of thing to the to the industry. So that would be another section to look at, and we will look at the whole area of the financing of the Canola Council. You know how we go about um, uh, levying our members and um, and the resources that are required to be, you know, an, an efficient but also superior service organization. Everson says the Canola Council will take most of 2018 to formulate some recommendations for the next year. The industry is very sees uh, sees market access as a really critical priority. As you know, we uh, export 90% of we grow what we grow. We're highly reliant on export markets. So when you know, with discussions around uh, free trade with the United States and uh, possible free trade with China, that whole area around maintaining and, and markets where, you know, will, will continue, I'm sure, to be a priority. And then the other areas, we want to look for, you know, how we can work with our industry to be as efficient with the use of uh, farmer checkoff uh, dollars and industry dollars. The Canola Council has set a goal to increase production up to 52 bushels an acre to meet global market demand of 26 million tons of canola by the year 2025. Everson stresses the importance of having a reliable transportation system to get that product to customers around the world. We're going to continue to increase canola production in Western Canada. Other commodities see their um, production increasing as well. And, and, you know, that's so much more possible these days with the genetics that we have and with these uh, advanced technologies coming on that help us be more intensive producers. And you know, uh, we really have to find a way with the support of the railways. We really need to find a way to to be predictably increasing the ability of, of our Western agriculture to take product to market. And uh, these circumstances in a year like this year, where we've got these massive slowdowns, that's a that's a real problem. Canola Council of Canada President Jim Everson. 
A big development for producers growing mustard. The executive director of the Saskatchewan Mustard Development Commission, Kevin Hirsch, says a new high-yielding hybrid has been developed. The first brown mustard hybrid should be in a limited rollout in 2019, and the variety was supported for registration at last week's Prairie Grain Recommending Committee meetings out in Banff, and that this first variety of brown mustard has a 24% yield advantage over the Czech variety, which is huge. Hirsch says the hybrid seed will cost a bit more. It comes at a cost and producers have to buy their seed every year, but when we run the numbers, we really believe that a large part of the, the value of that yield increase will accrue to producers. This uh, hybrids will give us a competitive advantage in the world marketplace and let us you know, recapture some of those markets that are being slowly stolen away from us, perhaps even using our own seed, but that won't be so easy now with a hybrid. The brown mustard hybrid was developed by Dr. B. Fang Chang at Agriculture Canada in Saskatoon with funding from a variety of producer, industry and government sources. Two additional mustard varieties, one yellow and one brown, could be released in 2020 and 2021. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornsson of Hall is Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornsson Hall is Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were moving up in early trading this morning. Canola gained 540 at 482.24. Oats rose 365 at 163.65. Number one red spring wheat went up 412 at $230.39. The rest were unchanged. Durham 258.25. Feed barley 187.63. Flax 463.68. Yellow peas 236.37. Feed wheat 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, May spring wheat is up four and three quarter cents at 6.29 and a quarter cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-5358 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of March 13th. Even though we had quite a snowfall here in Weyburn last week, we were still able to pull off our pre-sorted and regular sales. D1 and D2 cows sold from 80 cents to 89 cents. D3 cows sold from 70 cents to 80 cents. Good butcher bulls sold from a dollar to a dollar 15. The calves and yearlings hadn't changed too much. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged two dollars and 51 cents and sold up to two dollars and 69 cents. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged two dollars and 40 cents and sold up to two dollars and 55 cents. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged two dollars and 30 cents and sold up to two dollars and 41 cents. 600 to 650-pound steers averaged $2.11 and sold up to $2.30. 650 to 700-pound steers averaged $2.07 and sold up to $2.20. 700 to 800-pound steers averaged $1.89 and sold up to $2.09. 800 to 900-pound steers averaged $1.75 and sold up to $1.84. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.60 and sold up to $1.69. 
Lighter heifers were about 25 to 30 cents back from the steers. Heavier heifers were about 15 to 20 cents back. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Pam sold 6,800 hogs Monday, selling a range of 140 to 155 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,000 head, selling in a range of 141 to 153 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up, and forward contract prices opened up this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar is up 6 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.2830. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 77.40 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets in the western Corn Belt and Iowa southern Minnesota regions regained approximately 50 cents U.S. 100 weight after falling over 260 100 weight in the previous session. The carcass cutout remains steady to higher, although it is interesting to note that the belly prime was 40.2% lower than at the same time last year. However, demand is still good despite large freezer supplies. Lean hog futures values attempted to climb back from yesterday's morning's opening sell-off, retaking some of the lost value and are trading higher in mid-morning trade. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, sunny skies, the high plus one, so it's already melting. The fog patches overnight, the low minus 14. Tomorrow, Mainly sunny, fog patches though again in the morning, wind southeast 30, near noon, the high plus 1, the low minus 9. Thursday, increasing cloudiness with a high of minus 1, the low minus 6. Friday, partly cloudy with a high of plus 1, the low minus 8. Saturday, a mixture of sun and cloud with a high near 0, the low minus 6. Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud with the high near 0 again, the low minus 7. Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus 2. The normal high is 0, the normal low minus 12. The sun rose at 717 this morning. It sets at 659 tonight. And we have some interesting hot spots and cold spots in Saskatchewan, both in the same region, which is amazing to think of. The hot spot in Saskatchewan this hour is 9.4 degrees in Maple Creek in the southwest corner. The cold spot in Saskatchewan... Val Marie at minus 13.7, again in the southwest corner of Saskatchewan. So that is a very fine line of hot and cold in this province. The hot spot, by the way, in Canada is 16 degrees in Prince Rupert, B.C. The cold spot, minus 38 in Eureka in Nunavut. On the roundup this hour, we have Estevan at minus 3 degrees. Saskatoon is minus 7. Swift Current is 0. Weyburn minus 7. Yorkton is minus 4. In Regina, with sunny skies, it's minus 7. That's 19 Fahrenheit south, southeast at 13. The wind chill, minus 12. Humidity, 76%. The barometer dropping, 102.6. Sunny in Moose Jaw, zero. Winds are calm. Once again, Regina, sunny, minus 7. That's 19 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.